Hello, and welcome to Manga Splaining, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read much manga before. Hosted by Deb Aoki, David Brothers, Christopher Butcher, and Chip Zdarsky. Follow along with our show notes and reading list at mangasplaining.com. This week is my week, and I picked out a manga that is, well, it's pretty new. And it's not even in print. And if you have a Shonen Jump subscription, you can't read it on the app. You have to only go to the Shonen Jump website, and provided you are over 18, you can read it. So this maybe is, yeah, there's a couple barriers in place (laughs) if you're under 18 and are curious about this book. And I apologize in advance for that. But nevertheless. All be accepted. (laughs) All of us here are over 18, and apparently we were able to read chapters 1 through 8. Of Dan Dadan by Yuki Nobutatsu. Momo Ayase is a high school girl who believes in ghosts. Well, of course she does, since her grandmother is a no nonsense, baseball bat wielding spirit medium. When she sees a nerdy classmate being bullied at school, she steps in to stop him from being harassed. He then tells her, You're interested in the paranormal, aren't you? And he tells her about his interest in aliens, UFOs, and other unexplained phenomena. Her reply I don't believe in aliens, but I do believe in spirits. From this disagreement, the pair then make a fateful bet. If they can prove to the other that UFOs or ghosts are real, then the loser has to be the gopher for the winner. To put their beliefs to the test, the pair then dare each other to check out local hotspots for paranormal activity. Momo goes to an abandoned hospital where aliens have been spotted. Her classmate goes to a haunted tunnel where ghosts are rumored to dwell. And because this is manga, while wandering the halls of the hospital, Momo encounters aliens who rip off her clothes tired to an examining table, and threatened to defile her. While in the tunnel, her classmate comes face to face with a ghostly granny who says, I'll let you suckle my teats if you let me gobble your schlong. And things just get crazier from there. Let's see. Why did I pick this one? (laughs) (laughs) You might ask yourself, why did I pick this one? Well, one (laughs) is, I'm a sucker for a manga that is just batshit crazy. From the get-go. <laughs> and this one, I when I first picked, when I started reading, I thought, oh, okay, so there's this nerdy guy, and there's this cute, cute girl, and there's something about UFOs, and something about ghosts. And then where chapter one went <laughs> just so blew me away. Like, okay, strap in and enjoy the ride, kitties. Here we go. <laughs> No, this is not for kitties. This is not for kitties. <laughs> so I thought to myself, hey, I think Chip might like this. <laughs> I don't know what that says about your opinion of me, but all right. And I thought, hey, you know, David likes batshit violence. He might like this too. True. And, and Chris, Chris is good for an opinion on anything. <laughs> That's my new Twitter profile. Hot take butcher. (laughs) (laughs) So this one here, it's a pretty brand new series. It debuted on Jump Plus as an online series in just this past year. And it got pretty pretty popular in Japan. And then it debuted on the Viz website in late August. I think they put in, I think, about 20 chapters up all at once. And it was apparently a big rush deal to get it out there because it for a brand new series, it caught a lot of buzz really fast. Mm. The, the basic concept of the story 
And this is the very brief description that Viz has on their website is, when a boy into UFO collides with a girl into ghost, the universe will never be the same. Now, <laughs> I'm just going to go around and see, given that, <laughs> what were your first impressions of Don Da Don? I did not read that part at all. Like, I just kind of jumped straight to the manga, you know? Okay. Yeah. Because uh. I knew I had to read it for the show, and I kind of vaguely knew, because I work with the editor, what it was about. Not what it was about. I knew kind of like the tone, like that it was kind of like raunchy and violent and kind of goofy at the same time. So I figured just why not see what was up? And true to your prediction, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I guess we should probably go around before we get into get into takes. But yeah, I, w- I was into it. Chip, how about you? Yeah, no, I was I was totally into it. I don't know if I should expand more at this point or not, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. It ramped up very quickly and then gave you the essentially the twist, which is that this is a book about. <laughs> sexual aliens and sexual demons <laughs> and they did it in a very funny interesting way i don't think it quite kept the promise of the premise throughout mm. I, I think the action was great and there are definitely some kind of fun funny moments but the surprise of what turbo granny wants <laughs> <laughs> and, and what the weird aliens want isn't as integral to the story really after that point Mm. yeah so i mean it was like i i I did i did enjoy it but yeah beautifully drawn i have to say this is like maybe in the top three best drawn whoa manga yeah i was shocked at how beautiful this manga is and like Mm. not just like pretty drawings although it has like a lot of pretty drawings yeah but it also has like like all the characters are, are are cute. Like all of them are like just the cutest little buttons of characters, sexy when they need to be, etc. Except for like the gross things, which are like exceptionally gross, which is also kind of great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I I also really like this a lot. I actually maybe yeah the first chapter, which had like all this premise and all these ideas and like the sex demon and the sex aliens <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like it was a little, it was actually maybe even a little too much. Like I appreciated what the kind of energy it had, but I actually liked it better when it settled into, okay, all the weird sexual stuff is like, we've hit a plateau on that. So now let's, let's sort of stay on that plateau, but keep rising the action. up. And that was the thing I really appreciated about like the last half of, the, of what we read, which chapters one day. So yeah, I really dug it. It is, it is beautiful. And I, I'm going to spoil a bit of one of your questions that I can see here in in the secret please, please. In Excel document. <laughs> but like, I kept reading. I wanted to know what happened next. Like, it kind of wrapped up. Chapter eight wraps up the first bit with a bow in like a really nice sort of a way. And then I read chapter nine, and it ramps up the sex comedy part again. Like, we have no longer plateaued. It just keeps going. <laughs> actually. So I was, I'm, I think even if anything, chapter nine is a better place to end on because it ends on like one panel that is like so good that it. What is it? It. All right, spoilers, people. Go ahead. Spoilers, yeah, yeah. People. Ken or whatever is whatever Otakun or whatever we end up calling him, got his dick back 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Basically, in the first half, his dick gets stolen by an evil swamp hag demon situation. They get the dick back, which is great. Very happy. He goes to the bathroom at school after he resolves a misunderstanding and he pulls his dick out to pee and he's like, oh my God, my dick is here, but my balls, my balls are gone. And that's where the <laughs> chapter ends. It's just like the loneliest picture of him standing at like a urinal, dick in hand, like shot from behind. My balls are missing. And it's so good. It's like... Oh like, no! That's a, that's a cliffhanger. God, I wish I was. Wish I was still doing sex criminals. <laughs> right, my balls are missing. The case of the good. stolen balls. The oh, but then balls. after that, there's a there's that scene where they've been avoiding each other in class because they're kind of awkward around each other. Yeah. And then they run into each other and they smack into each other, kissing. Yeah, it's like so they end up cute. getting this accidental kiss. And I thought, <laughs> ah, okay, romantic comedy again. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got all the tropes. It's got all the whatever, but it's also got the completely absurd shit that I think makes this like next level. Also, spoilers: this is going to be a swearing episode. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we might as well just do that. Let's just yeah, let's just let's just concede that that's going to happen. I mean, this is an eighteen plus title, so so we were just talking about chapter nine, which wasn't part of the assignment. It turns into like this romantic comedy. Sometimes it's it feels like a sci-fi book. Sometimes it feels like a supernatural book. How would you describe this book? I would describe it as JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part of oh. that genre of books. How so? So essentially, if you don't know JoJo's, it's incredibly complicated and weird, but it's really good, so please Google it. <laughs> but <laughs> this, the series itself, kind of the vibe of it, are disparate people brought together by special powers that are they're kind of the powers are unique even if a lot of people have them that's like just characters from the book have them like society as a whole doesn't and i think this book kind of lives up to that very well with the paranormal and the occult side and the biggest part of jojo's the part that's the most fun is that it mixes extreme violence with semantic arguments hmm. so if someone <laughs> says like you'll never beat me before sunset that's going to come up in the final fight when he gets beaten after sunset, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Don the Don has a lot of things where someone's explaining like, oh, like she runs 100 kilometers per hour. This train goes 150. Hey, you dummy, it doesn't go 150 all the time so I can catch up with you. Yeah, yeah super like JoJo's. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think of it that way. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and it's this whole, and this is like strictly from the perspective of like, and it's not manga history it's like an american perspective on the genre in a way to kind of categorize these books and it's such a good genre for, or subgenre microgenre whatever for books to be in because it's exciting and it can be wordy but the words kind of build to the action as opposed to just kind of explaining how people feel yeah and that's part of the fun of this is that you know exactly why these weird ugly drawings are happening and when someone's like oh he's doing sumo so we just have to follow the rules of sumo which is a ludicrous assumption to make in that situation. <laughs> like that is such a JoJo's thing to me, and it's really, really pleasant. It's really it makes it for a really fun book. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So Deb, what did you think? You asked yeah. us all. You were kind enough to ask us all. <laughs> you read it, and you were like, "I have to make everybody else read this." So I, I assume you liked it. <laughs> I've been, I've been recommending it to whoever I can I can recommend it to, just because it's. The one, like Chip was saying, the art is fantastic. 
you know, the double page spreads mm-hmm. that when they pop out are just awesome. Like, you know, the scene when she blows the, the granny blows up on the train, when they see the, the granny's two giant heads in the tunnel, just, and then there's this mix of like, just goofy humor. Like the girl, the girl is really cute. And she's like, she breaks up with her boyfriend and they all, you know, her super trendy, you know, school girl friends say like, dude, he was a loser. What did you see in him? <laughs> and he's, and she's like, oh, but he looked like Ken Takakura. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. destroyed me. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, and Ken Takakura is basically like this old time, like Japanese, uh, like actor, right? He was, yeah. he was in Black Rain. He was in the Yakuza. He's kind of like a mix between Humphrey Bogart, James Colburn, and, you know, Clint Eastwood. Him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's very, yeah. like, cool right. and edgy. Yeah. Cool, edgy, and, you know. And then to have the twist at the end where the, the nerdy boy's name, that is his name. Yeah. Like, what's your, what's your real name, dude? It's like, Ken Takakura. And she's like, no. Can't <laughs> <laughs> deal. Can't deal. <laughs> I feel like that dates the author, not in a bad way. But I'm like, either this author was around back then, like to be present for Takakura's prime, or kind of the revival that happened over like the last 20 or so years as more of his stuff came into print and DVD. Because like, there's a lot of people in the US and Europe who know Ken Takakura because of, you know, like the various bootleg DVD releases over the year. Because <laughs> like, when I, this for me, like, that was the highlight of the first chapter was finding out his real name. It was such a good and unexpected <laughs> reference, you know? Yes, yes. It's like if someone was like, oh, it's like how Colombo is big now, even though it's kind of like an older thing. I did yeah. not, yeah, I didn't see that coming. And I thought that was super, super clever. <laughs> there was just so many things that delighted me about this series, even though, like, you know, mm-hmm. I was admittedly horrified when it came to the part where she got abducted by aliens and her clothes got ripped off and i thought oh japan yeah. no stop it no yeah, yeah i was honestly not expecting that part the the only reason i i had no issues with it was because i knew deb recommended it mm-hmm. and so i'm like well she's not going to recommend something that's just going to keep going down that path mm. so yeah i was fine after that that's good <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I don't know where I don't know where it's going, right? This is like a yeah. brand new series, and that first chapter, like, I, I, I just thought it just blew it out, blew it out of the water. Like that's yeah. you know, even when you've read tons and tons of manga before, the fact mm-hmm. that this just had such an impact, like it was just bam, 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 so much action and so much stuff, yeah. and so much concept being thrown at you, but you still could keep up with it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really delightful. Yeah. I think exactly that but i do think even maybe even to disagree with deb a little bit i think the romantic comedy bits are in chapter one i think Mm. everything that's in the series up to where i've read which is like i think chapter 12 or 13 is in that first chapter it ends with him saying what his real name is and then that beautiful beautiful double page spread of her just like reacting with like the, the blossoms falling in the background and like shocked and it's like oh you've got that romantic comedy of course it goes right into the next chapter where she's like you shut the fuck up and never say his name again which is like yeah. part of it right like you've got to have that like you know you give a little <laughs> and then you pull it all the way back you give a little you pull it all the way back and that's like <laughs> i feel but i feel like it's there in the first chapter like it's shocking like what an, an assured first chapter this is in every way mm-hmm. you know what i mean and we say we're it's the, the nice thing is that you can actually read 
chapters one, two, and three for free on the Jump website if you've got an account, which I think has to, you have to be age verified to read this. But yeah, you could read this or the Manga Plus website. You could read these first three chapters. And man, if that first chapter doesn't sell you, like, don't buy the book. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it gets better and it grows and whatever. But I, I really think that the whole series is in this. You know what I mean? Also, I'm 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 shocked that this is 18 plus. Frankly, really, like it, nothing in here actually feels like it is stronger than maybe like 14 plus mm. in America. I would agree. Actually, <laughs> I think yeah. that manga really? ratings are way more conservative. Mm. Yeah, because they're generally like the format at this point feels like one aims at younger people. Even wow. though you know adults read manga, it's very popular amongst adults, but like kids go to Barnes and Noble and that's like the face of manga for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think sometimes manga ratings can be a little too careful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like nothing in here felt stronger than turbo granny saying, I want to gobble your schlong. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. The girl gets her clothes ripped off against her will. And there, there's absolutely an argument that'll be made that yeah. that shouldn't appear in any kind of work for anybody, no matter how old they are. So sure. this yeah. has got to walk, walk a really, frankly shitty line it's a shitty line <laughs> you've got to walk it and i'm like pissed i'm pissed i can't read this book that i ostensibly pay for with my subscription on my ipad because apple might get pissed off and pull the viz app over this book or this panel of a concerned parent but like chip you've kind of got experience with that i hear yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> don't run afoul of apple yeah i've encountered them before read the uh, show notes kids it'll be there <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Chris and Deb, can I ask you a personal question as you were reading the book? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So we all know the editor of this book. Did you hear any of this in her voice? Who is it? Who is it? Jenny? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> of course it's Jenny. <laughs> yeah. I so from the Turbo Granny on down, so much of this I just heard in my friend's voice. And not in like a bad way, like it all the dialogue all sounds the same. Yeah. But just how you sometimes you hear your friend when you know they're involved. And it made it extra funny <laughs> on so uh, many levels. I oh, didn't know great. that. Well, Jenny also did the Way of the House Husband. Yeah. She also is the editor for Sublime, the Boys Love Manga imprint. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. She's got a great eye for this kind of comedy. Yes, yeah. she does. And so I was thinking to myself, like, who was it? The, was it Kumar, the, the, the translator, <laughs> who, who did, if you can suckle my teeth, if I can gobble your schlong? That is like, it's got to be a collaboration. It's too good. Yeah. It's too good. <laughs> we, we want your banana organs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, banana organs is good too. I I gotta be honest. the The sexual stuff I didn't have. I actually thought was really well done, but overall, the translation felt off to me. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and I, you know, like I don't. So we don't talk about translation a whole lot in a this is good or this is bad kind of way because it's not like we've read the original Japanese. We talk about how it lands on the page and how it feels. And as the, the book went on, I it just started to feel a little flatter somehow. I don't know what it is. Well, the and translators just, changed. Yeah, I just noticed that actually. Chapter five as is a different translator, John Wary. We'll put all this in the show notes huh. who the translators are. But as it went on, like I get that, like you know, Alien Coon. What's this? What what is his actual name? She gives him. She calls him Okarun. Okarun. Okay, so Okarun actually has like an affected way of talking right like he's like a nerd he's you know pushing his glasses up with his middle finger kind of nerd and that's fine but like the kids especially like the trendy young girl characters that are like kind of you know what i mean like 
you could have pushed their dialogue for sure. And I'll never know because I can't, you know, my Japanese isn't to the point where I can read what their dialogue was in Japanese and go, oh, here's how they did it wrong. Gobble my schlong. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with, although people, if you read the comments under the first chapter, <laughs> people were annoyed. It's like, it should be suck my dick. But it's like, no, man. It's, it's so like, <laughs> you need to have it talk in an affected way. And that makes perfect yeah. sense to me. But likewise, especially <laughs> when they go back to school, you know, in the later chapters, every all the all the teens are, are a little flat to me. Like they don't mm. like I feel like this is such an edgy, extreme series. And I you know, not I don't even say those in pejorative ways, although they're kind of exclusively mm-hmm. used in pejorative ways these days. But yeah, it's like an edgy series. You could push the teen dialogue in a, in an edgier direction, and I think it would be it would ring truer to me. And I, it might just be the translators changing, it might be the fact that it, you know needs to get smoothed out between the first and fifth chapters when they because these are these are translated simulpub i think they had to do these in a rush so usually that these kind of manga get another pass before they get collected in book form at viz which is like a really interesting part of the like weekly manga serialization thing that jump is on like they translate them in the moment they've got about two days maybe a day to translate it and then another day to letter it and then put it out before the tonkubang comes out everything gets another pass so I hope for some consistency there because at the beginning, Granny, the hundred mile per hour Granny, wants to, wants to gobble the schlong, but at the end she's screaming up as she destroys a train over and over again. <laughs> I feel like the tone has shifted somewhat in the translation, and actually it, it affected my reading. I was kind of like, oh man, it's kind of getting a little flat, especially compared to the care on the first chapter. I could be wrong, you know. And hmm. and Granny Granny's tone does change when she becomes a cute character. Yeah. Did you did you guys get to that? Was that in chapter eight? I think it's further on. It's like oh, okay. they, yeah. like when nine. she's like the little snake person. No, when she turns into oh, the cat. Sh- oh, I see. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's also super anime. But that's there. There's certain tropes that are in here, right? Like the the, mm-hmm. the hot girl and the nerdy guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 really cute but secretly powerful cute animal character, right? There's a bunch of those. And then there's the, the badass grandma, which we all love the badass grandmas. Yeah. Is, is a teenage grandma a trope as well? Because Yes, actually. Sometimes the teenage grandma is an old grandma using her magic to make herself look young, which is all always right. amazing. That's yeah. another trope. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wrote down a few of those tropes, actually. Do you? That's okay. Your- the bit where he's like, oh, I can only go all out like twice or something like that. That kind God, of limitation God. is super common. Yeah. Like Goku yeah. had that with, I think, Kaioken and other things. And it's sort of, there's like this time limit idea in a lot of like adventure manga, adventure anime where I've got five minutes to drive this robot and beat the monster or I've got like, you know, one hour on my battery or something like that. It makes it exciting. Like it's kind of a cool yeah. way to uh, create a countdown. The giant crab felt like a trope to me. Maybe trope is strong, but it's like a a thing I've seen before in manga, and the faces on the back reminded me of upcoming manga planning pick Devil Man, which we'll get around to. Mm. But there's so many things that are like familiar, recurring a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you remember Damage Control from Marvel Comics, how it was set in Marvel Comics, but it was sort of about Marvel Comics. This is like that for Shonen manga. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For the listeners, Damage Control was the book about what happens after, like, you know, Thor knocks down a building saving the day and who pays the insurance and things like that. But way funnier than that sounds. 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, very self-aware, very or maybe self-conscious is a better term for it. But same kind of humor here where they're picking up things that are always just like the genre demands it. They want to see the guy get powered up and have like a cool mask and like a cool running pose, like very Tokyo Ghoul, very Attack on Titan. Yeah. You want to see like the often the lady turns into the support character. So here she has like psychokinesis, which is mm-hmm. another very manga thing for me because I feel like we use yeah. telekinesis over here. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they out and out say, Are are Miss Miss Ayase, are you a genius? And she goes, Yes, I am. Yeah, that also ruled. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna maybe ask Chip and Chris, but are there other moments that, that were stood out for you as being really interesting or well done or surprising? The army I'm glad we read past the end of five, because they, they reveal that the local spirit, the bound spirit, is a crab the end of volume five and it's pretty good and then they're sort of running out of or chapter five sorry and they're running out of the 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 tunnel with the the trapped granny which is good but like the good part of the crab comes like a chapter or two later when it's like the crab the granny all of the spirits risen up out of the grave they've like basically got the whole town coming after <laughs> these people yeah. and it's like such a good moment it's like oh you guys are fucked. and it's great because they're they man, you know, they they win the day. They figure out, you know, the the train trick of like getting out of the way and stuff and getting away from everybody. It's really good. It's like, hmm, I think that you maybe hit the nail on the head here. It is every kind of shonen trope, right down to if David, if you go to chapter five, pages tw- page twenty four to twenty five, there's mm-hmm. a shot here of Nerd Coon basically pulling like trying to like pull the stuff off of him and he's got like his his yokai face is starting to bleed away and he's got the like teeth over the side of his face here which is like pure bleach oh it's 100 percent bleach yeah and it's like all Ah. moments are like he's this is someone who's doing comics who's doing comics at a really high level these are really beautiful but it's also Mm -hmm. like referencing little bits of comics history throughout that is just like an extra bonus re like so it's, a, it's a nice little reach around for the Shonen Jump fans. You really want that mature rating for this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. We're going, we're going all out. There's so much in here that's like pure yeah. Shonen Jump. I want to call attention to the opposite page. Mm. Facing page, where she's leaping over the barrier. Mm. It's also really good like Shonen mechanics, like finding that right moment to have a cool thing. Like one of the most important things Frank Miller brought to Daredevil was like jumping over New York rooftops with like the water towers and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. super vibe. And this has such like a cool, like, no, she's in motion and she is booking it. <laughs> and the lettering, Sarah Lindsley is the letterer. And I really like what she did with like the screaming. The screaming is good. <laughs> Every time I'm like, this is exactly how that should look. Page 18, let me suckle your teats is perfect. It is such a perfect. <laughs> But on the next page where he's hanging and like the spirit fluids are flying everywhere. Ah, oh, it's so much. <laughs> There's just a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's that moment where he like on page 20, 21, where he is biting on that ghost boob. Like, like nobody's business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing. But there's yeah. also really funny moments, like you know, like they go to the tunnel, right? And he's dressed up in this outfit. And the next scene is they're on the they're on the train. Yeah. And then she's yeah. like, "What this? Like, why am I in the train wearing this stupid?" And she goes, "It's too far to walk." <laughs> 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 oh, 
I feel like this author loves like doing page turn jokes, but not actually having them on a page turn. It's just like the next part of the spread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That said, I will say chapter six, which I guess is maybe the first chapter of the next book. I'm not really sure how this is going to break down because mm. this hasn't even announced a trade paperback for this yet. But like chapter six, page one, you get the beautiful skyline of the city at night. You mm-hmm. get like them running on the mountain road, and then you flip the page, and a crab just comes wrenching through the the concrete. <laughs> yeah. the next yeah. like, it's such a good joke. They're so good. Are priceless on that. And that second panel on that first page, again, perfect. Like this is what I want out of comics. Like the empty word balloons is great storytelling. Yeah. Like the poses. Yeah. Oh, so good. There, there was a there was another scene with that kind of like the distant quiet. Which mm-hmm. was I don't even remember what which character this is, but it's at the Psychic Powers Exposed TV Studio. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, where they're sitting there and they say like, "Your favorite food is curry. It's ramen, actually. You have a wife and child. I live alone." <laughs> the the payoff to that joke mm-hmm. is just so fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> really good. <laughs> but it's, it's it's like one of my favorite kind of like pacing things that that distant, really kind of dead shot. Mm-hmm. for a joke but yeah i really like that scene mm. there was a, there's a scene in the on chapter five page 20 to 21 where they see mm-hmm. one man running in the distance and then it turns into three men and then it turns into oh, ten yeah. and then when you flip the next page the whole town is after them yeah it's like oh that's so good <laughs> and it's such a cinematic thing like we talk about like cinem- cinema cinematic storytelling in comics but this is pure comics you know yeah even though it's emulating is something we've seen in every zombie movie of like oh crap trouble's coming mm. <laughs> but the detail uh so good i also like the fact that the, the villain in chapter five looks just like cameron hodge yeah some marvel references this week that's good great yeah that's what i'm here for i think honestly the the way he drew like the creeping horror of that old lady's giant head blocking the tunnel. Oh, so I love that. Good. And then you flip the page and sh- she's at both ends of the tunnel done with a, yeah. like, like a 360 degree, uh, like drawing that just the drawing mm-hmm. on that page, like figuring out a 360 degree perspective to show both ends of the tunnels with faces in them and the characters in the middle, both in that like perfect shonen action, like pose moment too. Yeah. yeah. Person can, draw and that was a scene that when i was just flipping through back in the day i was like what is going on with this manga like this is such <laughs> a good page yeah the, the 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 two heads converging on them yeah where they say are you afraid of losing a battle of speed like the line work on it and like the placement of everything is just so amazing this might sound weird but the work really reminds me of olivier coipel yeah mm. i get that too really can yeah. you expand on that the gesture feels like his stuff, but also there's a weird little thing done with the lines where they leave the open white space, but like the the line work will sometimes have a, a like a fine double line to it. Like it just mm. adds this weird kind of like texture to the work, even when it in cases where it feels simple. Just very very fine, beautiful rendering. But not overdone. I was trying to think yeah. of who it reminded me of all day, actually, and it was it's Koipel, actually. Just yeah. the bodies, oh. how they move in space. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's weird. Amazing. That's perfect. And he really liked yeah. drawing people. The mangaka yeah. really, really likes drawing people. 
and it's really clear. Like even when he's doing deformed versions of people, like when the crab grows human legs or the sumo dude gets the extra leg and stuff like that, it's all just like beautifully drawn. Like they loves the like the human form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And has a good grasp on how to warp it convincingly on the same page in different ways. Because mm-hmm. some pages, like you get like this short version where it's like, oh, this is like the cute cartoon, and then also normal human proportions, but then also the version that's like the anime facial expression, you know? Yeah. And it never feels discordant, like it's all appropriate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's extremely well done. Yeah. That fisheye page kills me. There's a similar page in Doro Hidoro, but this is like a hundred more degrees of fisheye lens. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll find it and send it to you for the show notes. Mm. I mean, the art's great, the pacing's great, the humor is great, and stuff. Was there anything for you that didn't work? Not being able to read it on my iPad. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would have read it in, in a different way. I think. Um, even right now, like I have it open on my display so i'm actually getting kind of the the full expanse of the double page spreads now and they're more impressive than when i'm on my ipad i'm getting like half of a page and then Mm. especially especially reading it like on the website because i have like the bar at the top and it just kind of kills the reading experience yeah the only thing that really didn't work for me it's just kind of the rules like oh. like and how the rules just kind of just kind of change and like oh now when i do this it does this and you are trapped like this but only because i know how to like like all all that stuff just kind of really pulls me out of it i'm just like oh you're just making up this uh, <laughs> calvin just like, yeah just just to be like oh now here's a limitation that i've plucked out of thin air or here's a way out of that limitation that i've plucked out of thin air as well uh mm-hmm. I'm never a fan of that. Even in a case like this where maybe they're even making fun of the fact that that gets done a lot. I don't know. I think they're just yeah. doing it earnestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I could, I can see that. But yeah, I mean, that, that, that's about it. Like I said, like the, 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 that first chapter is just so strong that everything else felt just like just a smidge of a letdown, mm. even though it's gorgeous. And like the action was fantastic. Glad he got a schlong back. <laughs> <laughs> Bad about it He's going to run out of essential <laughs> body parts to lose. <laughs> yeah. Bob, how about you, David? Was there anything that didn't quite work for you? Um, I think I would have liked to see more supporting cast. Mm. Yeah. Like we got yeah. bits and pieces of the crew. Like the grandmother, great character, great design, funny gimmick. Like she works, but she yeah. can't be everything. And I think a lot of series yeah. kind of live and die by, you know, who's next to the main characters. And we have great main characters. So I feel like the supporting cast, whatever whoever may come up could also be great. Is that a problem for you because, because that's what you wanted of the story? Is it, you think it should definitely have been in volume one. I think it will need it to go the distance, but it doesn't necessarily need it in volume one. Well, I've got good news for you (laughs) about chapters (laughs) nine, 10 and 11. Yeah. Yeah. I had a hunch. (laughs) Like Chip was saying, like chapter one is like roller coaster is almost the wrong word for it. It's like a dead sprint. You know, mm. so like you're on the train by the end of it, and I'm mixing metaphors horribly. <laughs> so I trust them enough to see where they're going, but I do think like if the second arc was sort of like this again with just them and the grandma, I would have liked to see more around that. So it's good news yeah. that like nine and ten kind of push it a little bit. Yep. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Was anything that other than 
the <laughs> iPad experience. I'm actually, yeah, <laughs> that did not work for you. Experience because this is like this is a long time coming. Like I don't know if you noticed, but like especially with Jump Plus and especially the Manga Plus stuff, Shonen Jump stuff is getting more grown up. Like it's having more swears, and you know it's never been. Like I think back to Ichigo 100%, Strawberry 100%, oh. which was like the first Shonen Jump title to have to think get a was started out as a Jump Plus, like a 16 plus, and then was mature by the end because it was a sex comedy. And that's just like a part mm. of Jump's history. So like it shouldn't be a surprise that, you know, <laughs> there, there are series coming down the pike that are a little bit, you know, sexier, a little bit over the top. And the fact that there's still like not a mature readers app for example, from Viz that you can read these things on, even though there are separate Shonen Jump and Viz apps is, or the fact that the Viz app doesn't say that it's missing these titles. So you're reading, you know, you're reading, yeah. you're like you hear Don the Don's cool. You open up your Viz app to go look for it. It's not there. And you think, oh, it doesn't exist. And it's like, mm. no, it's totally a thing that's out there. You just have to read it on the website, but you wouldn't know that from the app. And it's probably in their best interest, not to mention that their app is not fully featured. It's just annoying. And it's going to come up again. This is the thing that really pisses me off is that I noticed it with Golden Kamui, where I thought Golden Kamui wasn't on the service. But then when I looked on my on my computer, it is. So yeah, in, in four weeks or however long it is when we read Golden Kamui, it's the same deal where all the chapters are available on the jump, you know, on, on Shonen Jump online, but you can't get it through the app. So the best version, the best reading experience isn't available. Like right now I'm looking at, I finally got it up on the big screen, which is like 1920 by 1200. And the images that they're using for the web app are not high enough resolution and are being stretched just a little bit. And it's like uh, a weird on thing. the big screen, like your TV. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Like on my like TV or, or like on a big, like a high res monitor, but they use, mm. uh, I think they use higher resolution scans on the apps. And I've noticed that Kindle does that. And I've noticed comiXology does that as well. And I think it's just about, how much easier it is to like pirate and steal stuff if it's on a computer versus on a locked, you know, internet device. So little things like that, like I like the like my ideal reading experience is a physical book, like 100% of the time. And until I started doing the podcast with you guys, where I actually had to have screenshots for the show notes and things like that, I mm-hmm. didn't own any <laughs> digital books <laughs> actually. And now I own a bunch, so I can do screenshots and we can talk about you know, specific images. So yeah, I want a physical book. The fact that there's not even one on the horizon, I think is a big deal. I think the fact that it stops at chapter five, but the story doesn't end until chapter eight means that maybe they should do double volumes for this series rather than doing single Mm. volumes. I think that would suit it better. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, all the stuff that I don't like is like stuff that's not the work itself. It's how it's being presented to me as a reader and as a customer. So it's not really fair 100% 100% to lay that at the feet of the manga but it's you know it's the package it's how the work's releasing and I'm I'm admittedly particularly sensitive to that kind of thing like so I get it but also this is, this is yeah this is very much like the time uh, <laughs> one of my Spider-Man volumes got a one-star review on Amazon because the package was damaged <laughs> I think it's at least a two-star <laughs> who was that bastard who did that I'm like come on no, I did just check the Japanese work. digital Tonkaban, and it goes to chapter five. Yeah, th- no, that's one. that's yeah. why originally I, I picked one to five because that would be the equivalent of the first volume. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as some kind reader p- pointed out, that first arc does end at eight, mm-hmm. and we expanded it a little bit. But you know, uh, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the challenge of like recommending a a book like this 
when it mm-hmm. doesn't have a book. <laughs> yeah, kind of looking at the end of chapter five now, I think that's a fine place for volume one to end, but it would have been a bad place for us to end for a conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. We have that problem that a lot when we sense. read shonen manga in particular, where it's like yeah. we, we stop at volume one, and it turns out that the series sort of kicks into gear when you get the whole first story or stuff like that. I think of Full Metal yeah. being the biggest biggest example of that. So yeah, chapter nine, my favorite page is probably in chapter nine. It's just the quiet page. It's like the the page where they part ways, and it's just goodbye over and over again in the various ways. Oh yeah, when they yeah. soften up with each other. Yeah, yeah, it's so sweet. And also, if 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 you end up looking at that page, panel three is such an Olivier Coipel drawing. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Just 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 slightly thicker outline, and just dropping away the detail inside the shapes. Yeah, it's really yeah. quite nice. Also, the final page of eight, where she kind of gives him a nudge, a bump, mm. is such a perfect drawing. It's yeah. such a beautiful little gesture. Of emotion that you just i don't think i've ever seen that mm. gesture in mm. comics yeah yeah everything about it her expression his expression it's yeah there's some really perfect comics making happening in here mm. another thing about this it's very jojo's that's related to the page that chip just mentioned actually which is that this kid like got a cool haircut halfway through the, like halfway through the first oh, yeah. <laughs> And there's a character named Koichi Hirose in JoJo's Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, who is kind of the, he's very straight-laced, kind of the dorky character. And a lot of things happen. He gets kidnapped by a lady who has a crush on him, and more things happen. And the end result is he gets like a polo, rugby, and a cool haircut at the end of the chapter. And it's one of the most amazing come-ups you've ever seen in a comic book. Nice. And (laughs) same thing here, where like suddenly this kid looks a lot cooler than he did at the beginning of the book. That's so cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Just the way that this thing kind of like shonen manga in particular, like they they'll have a dorky character for a main character. They'll kind of build them up at the same time. It's like, yes, you're a nerd, but also like maybe you've got like a heart of steel or something, or you're Mm -hmm. really honorable or something like that. And this kid definitely kind of lives up to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's very like I like him. Yeah. I have a I have a super have a question about that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys think is the main character? It's a co-production. I think it's her story, but he's like very much along for the ride, and like not quite one to one, but like one and one point two. I think it trades off sometimes. Like he's more the every guy, and and she is, but she I think is the she is the one who drives the story forward. Mm-hmm. Chipper. Turbo Granny all the way. Nice. <laughs> Nobody else is as motivated as Turbo Granny. That is fair. Yeah. You'll be pleased to know that Turbo Granny continues. <laughs> <laughs> I think I- Ayase is the main character. Like, straight I'm up. Sorry? Ayase, the girl. Like it, mm. She's the main character. Oh, yeah. And I think it's like two-thirds to one-third. I don't think it's even close. Really? really. Yeah. It, the story opens on her. The first page is her talking to her mm. soon-to-be ex-boyfriend. The entire first chapter is from her point of view. We don't even maybe get a scene with Nerdcoon that she isn't in. Even the scene that she's like that mm-hmm. he's in where he's like investigating the witch thing, she's on the phone mm-hmm. with him the whole time. I think this is actually Ayase's story and that was really that was the thing I found more most interesting about this first chapter and that was why I didn't like recoil when she gets her 
clothes forcibly removed. And I'm like, she's the protagonist. Like the things that would happen to the protagonist are happening to her. And like mm. him getting his, <laughs> losing his dick and then his balls <laughs> is actually the MacGuffin. It's the Inuyasha thing where we got to track down <laughs> all the magic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I really considered them the MacGuffin, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's she 100% reads his main character to me and we get like we get him he's the nerdy character for like a certain kind of reader who can't deal with a female lead to project themselves onto but i do think that it's her story and i actually like that the most about it is that we always see things from her point of view and she's and he's kind of like you know he's there he's interesting yeah. i like spending time with yeah. him he's hilarious that's a good point Part of what makes you uh, kind of tricks you into thinking that he's more of a main character than he is, is the fact that when you originally start reading as a rom-com, the nerd is the main character. Yes. In a Mm -hmm. Mm rom-com. But obviously that, that shifts. Yeah. I was thinking co because like, you're correct with everything you said, but we get so little look at his home life in this volume. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is nobody for all we know that i think they just haven't gotten around like we're still in the establishing the foundation stages of things yeah like if the arc ends at chapter eight and so i imagine the following stuff although you've read more than i do so your take is probably a lot stronger than mine but what i would expect is that they would evolve together and kind of trade off kind of focal points as time goes on there are a couple chapters where i feel like it's 50 50 like cool chapter where he where he after he discovers he loses his balls he's lost his yeah. balls. that whole chapter does feel a little bit more 50 50 but really it's always like she's driving the story forward and he's a mysterious mm-hmm. he's got these mysterious things to be figured out you know what i mean yeah so it's like which yeah hmm. I, I find it rare for a shonen manga is is why i bring it up oh yeah there's a kadansha manga Gleipnir. Like the um, the Norse, the Nordic myth by Sun Takeda, that's kind of a similar story where you have like a very, I don't know how to describe her. She's smart, smart and assertive. Yeah, smart and assertive young lady who kind of is not quite pushing around a young boy, but kind of pushing him along his path. And she knows more than she's letting on, or has powers more than she's revealing. And he's kind of learning things about himself. Mm. And it reminds me of this a little bit in like kind of their relationships are very different but the way they're evolving together is similar Mm. and oh also so for Gleipnir he can turn into like a dog mascot person and she can climb in his back and then they fight other weird creatures Mm. the boy gets the physical powers and the girl gets the mental powers yeah Uh, ah yeah 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 (laughs) and at least she's not a healer I guess but again like it's very (laughs) it's very Jojo's I mean, there's totally something there of like that specific dynamic, but I don't know if it's for the boy that's depicted in that dynamic. Hmm. Like there's almost something where it's a given he's going to be become cooler and if not get the girl at least become, you know, like ready for relationships. Yeah. And I don't know if that would speak to people who are like, "Ew, you know, 3D women." Kind of <laughs> that's how i refer to women yeah <laughs> oh man we don't you don't know about 3d versus 2d women eh that's like a whole subculture that we're not going to get into 
No, no, we have to. Yeah, you got to explain it. It's I kind of self-explanatory in that some people prefer 2D women, like comic book characters, okay. to 3D women who have things like agency and emotions and personalities. And- mm, okay. Hormone. All right, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it doesn't, yeah. It's gross. It's terrible. It's not inherently gross because who knows what's going on in someone's head, but it is the tip of a very gross iceberg. That you if can... you're referring to 3D women, I would argue that it's probably gross. If you've removed yourself from the problem, <laughs> like you're not going to <laughs> be shitty, like that's kind of a win, right? Like you're not yeah. going up and shooting anybody. So that's something like, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> things are so turn. complicated in the world today that like if someone's like, oh, I'm going to remove myself from society and just fall in love with like, gotcha ladies, then like. Good on you, man. Like it's expensive, <laughs> but I respect you. it. <laughs> they are almost as expensive as going out with a real girl, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> expensive, but I respect that. But there is something very much to that, kind of that deeply not closeted. What's the word? <laughs> it's pretty close, actually. <laughs> what is this like? Is like Chester Brown if, if Chester Brown was into two D women instead of prostitutes? Let's not yeah, exactly. Chester Brown here because that's like. That's like a whole other can. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that same ballpark of the, the re- complicated relationships between people and who are seeking relationships with each other is often played out in books like this. Mm. And right now, Don to Don feels there's. I feel like there's no will they or won't they here. Like they're gonna get together. They're, it's too cute for them to not get together. I don't. Uh, yeah, but it I might not be that. the focus of the series. Mm. Well, like Inuyasha, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, yeah, Kagome, Inuyasha, Kagome, Inuyasha, yeah, you know, kind of, that's the pair. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I just, in this, he just feels too much of a child. Mm. He's 14. But I bet if they did like a flash forward, like, okay, here's what happened yeah. after the show, like, they have like a shop or something. They sure. work at the temple right. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Chip, because this, this part of the reason why I recommended it was I thought that this book, had the potential to be enjoyable for people who don't usually read manga and people who normally read, you know, American comics and this type of sci-fi action stuff. What do you think? I, um, I think a specific type of reader, maybe. Mm-hmm. There are so many things thrown in here and so many genres happening. It's not really a proper introduction to anything. Like I, this is not, this is not actually a supernatural horror book. This is not a alien sci-fi book at all. It's just taking the toys of these things to tell just a an action story, yeah, with some rom-com undertones, which which makes it a little bit less of an entry point, I think. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, it 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 is tricky. Like I said, like I kept reading because I knew you recommended it when it hit the point when they're abducted and. Schlongs are gone and clothes are gone. Like, I, I think there'd be a lot of readers if that was their first manga, they would hit that point and go, Oh, I've heard of manga. And just put it down. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've all met those people. Yeah. I see. Let's tie things up a little bit. So, I guess overall, maybe any closing thoughts on Don Da Don, what you kind of thought of it, and if you liked it, I mean, what other types of books or movies would you think? people would enjoy that would be similar let's start with chris 
Let's start with Chris. Let's start with Chris. <laughs> you know what? This feels like more than anything that you guys are describing to me is a sex comedy, like a 1980s screwball sex comedy with like wow. just a little bit of the like, like not quite so far as you actually see a real boob. Although, you know, I'm only 12 chapters in so who knows? But it seems like he wants to tell this like funny story, but he's ended up in jump. And so he has to, he's like <laughs> telling an action story that he's really, really good at. But I think he's most interested in how these characters bounce off of each other. And he's kind of introducing a new character with every story arc, because re- I've read a little bit further along, in a sort of a really good Rumiko Takahashi kind of a way, where it's like, this book is nice. the book where such and such gets introduced, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. And they, they sort of stay on as far as I've read. But it's also, that's the other thing, it's only 28 chapters, like which I've now read half of, which we can't really say that about almost any of the books that we've done so far. So... I think it has, it could go in a lot of different directions. Like, who knows? This could go right down the drain, and this episode will live in infamy as like us recommending a book that did X, Y, or Z, and it's awful to think that would not be the first time. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. <laughs> I really like it, and it's a lot of fun to read, and I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where it goes. I can see why. I can. I can see why Viz passed on it. Like Viz clearly passed on making this part of their online jump experience, and you could see it in that first chapter. There's so many red flags. Having read as far as I did, I can see why they had to pick it up and put it on the service too. It it has something that really grabs a hold and doesn't let go, like biting on a teat from a swamp witch. So yeah, <laughs> straight up, it's a good read, and it should not be your first manga by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're at least a little familiar with manga's tropes and things like that, and you're not going to get turned off by some of the darker aspects of that, I think it's something that you can laugh at. You can really appreciate the action sequences. And man, that art is just so good. Like this person is incredible yeah. at art. I think we were supposed to, did, did David, did you, did you mention it or did, Deb, did you mention it that this guy was an assistant for the dude who did Chainsaw Man? Yeah, I believe probably confirm it in the show notes but i want to say that uh, he was an assistant on fire punch the series just before uh, chainsaw man yeah and also on hell's paradise for a little bit yeah because he's like like you can you imagine if like chip just to, just imagine this you pick up a, an issue number one from an artist you've never heard of and this is the art that they've turned out like this is insane that this is his first series and it's as good as it is yeah and that doesn't just, make sense it keeps getting better and better so that's like yeah, I can't. I I skipped ahead. I read chapter twenty eight, and like even the like character moments and like the reactions and stuff, he gets better at. So yeah, kudos mm-hmm. to you, Tatsu Sensei. Like this is a beautiful book, and if you can deal with <laughs> some of the more unsavory aspects of manga, I highly recommend it. All right, let's get David's take on this. If you remember Gantz, Hiro Yaoku series. This is kind of that, and I say this like with all the love of my heart, like this is Gantz for normies instead of us weirdos, because it's like equally crazy, like Gonzo, a little bit creepy, but mostly violent, you know, like it, it shaves down the rougher edges of Gantz and turns it into something that could clearly become like a very mainstream hit, as opposed to like a kind of like hot topic violence manga, you know? So I really enjoyed it. Like it really hits a lot of shonen buttons. It hits a lot of like edgy comedy buttons. If I had to recommend things to go along with it, Glapier that I mentioned, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and also weirdly like the Lobo Paramilitary Christmas Special, 
Oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> it has the same level of kind of like self awareness, but also like we're going to take this to the limit and maybe get fired, you know? Yeah. 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 Like we're going to make our publisher very uncomfortable, <laughs> the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> and then it did really well and they kept going. Yeah. That's why they paid the big bucks, David. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Chip, what's your, what's your final take on Don Don Don? You all have said it better than I could ever say it. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun and it's gorgeous. Like I, I think even just alone, the art is worth it to, mm-hmm. to, to pick this up mm. for sure. And I'm going to try to incorporate some sexy talk into the bedroom and get my <laughs> wife to say just once, I'll let you suckle my teats if you let me gobble your schlong. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want in life. That, yeah. those- That's that's baby making talk, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that in like a country song now. I don't know. <laughs> Sing it, David. Sing yeah, it. yeah. No way, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, All right. Man. So I guess Deb, Deb, I guess you're, we're, you're we're for closing thoughts. You we're not going to let yeah. you go. What did you? All uh, right. What did you want to say? <laughs> well, I I still love this series. I mean, I I read. It, all of it on the way home from from New York Comic Con. I read up to the last chapter, and hmm. it it keeps going. I mean, I don't think it ever quite reaches that height of surprise and manicness that the first arc did. But there's so much fun, and it's I just still enjoy reading it. There's still think th- you know there's still going to be that squeamish moment like ah, her clothes are getting ripped off. Oh, people are going to kill yeah. me. You know, <laughs> people are going to react and like say all kinds like, how dare you? recommend something that's so violent and non-consensual mm. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, look, people, just read the goddamn manga and relax a little bit. <laughs> just read the goddamn manga and just, relax a little bit. Mangasplaining.com. Just don't yeah. take this shit so damn seriously. It is, it is a funny as shit book. It's really funny. And, you know, I just, I would hate for people to not pick up this book or be turned off by something like that when i think so much of it is so good and so interesting and you know like even even though it it mixes in a lot of really familiar tropes it does it in a fresh way such that you Mm -hmm. know i'm i'm a super cynical manga reader but i was i've been entertained at almost every turn of this manga Mm. i think it'll go far (laughs) yeah all right anyway it's time for a little commercial break or maybe not a commercial break, maybe just a break. We'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, and we are back. Let's see. I think that what we can do now is just go around the table and see if anyone has any shout outs. How about you, Chip? You got any? You know what? Uh, I've got nothing. All I do is work and read the manga that you tell me to read. Uh, all I can shout out is I saw the Curb Your Enthusiasm trailer for the new season today. And oh, looks fantastic. And I think it's coming out in a couple of weeks. So this will probably be up by that point. So 
watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I got to watch that trailer. Yeah. And find All some right. way to work Curb into manga explaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a shout out. Yes, please. My shout out is related to our, our topic of the day. You should watch The Yakuza. It's a 1974 movie. It was mm. directed by Sidney Pollock and written by um, Paul Schrader and Robert Town. But more importantly, it stars Robert Mitchum and Ken Takakura. So, like, pound for pound, this is the coolest movie in the world. Like, these are two wow. of the coolest dudes in human history. Yeah. And for them, the co star is kind of awesome. So, but this is That's a movie amazing. from the 70s crime and, you know, problematic warning, I will say. But what's problematic nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's problematic, David. Everything. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Deb's Chris? Deb's starting to sound like the old man of the bunch here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kids these days, you can't get past the shirt tearing scene. What good are you? Grow <laughs> some nads, kids. <laughs> Sorry. And then have them stolen and pressed into other people's faces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, my my shout out is Golden Kamui, which I know we're going to read anyway, but. I just started mm. reading it again to catch up for the new the next podcast, and it was like, oh my god, it's good. And it's all on Jump Plus. So if you've signed up as the only place to read Don to Don, and you want something else to read, Golden Kamui's <laughs> maybe the best manga, like, I'm going to get into fights, but maybe even with David, but like, it's maybe the best manga on that whole app. Like, it is so mm. good. So please go read Golden Kamui. It's free. If you've I already think we're read. already reading Golden Kamui. No, not you guys. I'm not shouting it out to you. You're already on board. I've already got you in my web. It's the rest of the internet. That has to go <laughs> you can't do Kamui. you can't do a shout out for a thing you've already assigned to us. Yeah, it's gonna be a real weird episode. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Yeah, I think by the end that? Chris will have recommended Golden Kamui like eight times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every week. Hey, I read another volume of Golden Kamui. It's really good. There's a skin yeah. fashion show. Never mind. David, David, I, David, I just looked up the Yakuza on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's sitting at 59%, and I only watch movies that are 60% or higher. So I'll write a review tonight off. and get that over the hump. To get it bumped? All right. Okay. All right. I, once again, I have nothing but manga to shout out because I don't do <laughs> anything else than read manga. But I just went to New York Comic Con, and I guess my shout out is to Read Pop for trying their damnedest to have a con despite the in, the continuing pandemic. The vaccination checks went really fast. The panels were in the brand new building, so no longer in the dungeon. And there's Hudson Yards nearby, so I didn't have to eat a really bad street dog. Every, <laughs> in every and and the fact that there was maybe I don't know thirty forty percent less human beings on the floor actually made it slightly more pleasant than usual yeah but am i gonna go back to another con in the next couple days weeks months that's decades yeah Yeah. i mean i immediately have to go for a covid test and you know i maybe it's better if i stay home (laughs) instead of having all this anxiety about this would like you know you know that that thought process right this would be a shitty way to die yeah, New York Comic yeah. Con. This would be a shitty reason to die. I don't want any fun co-pops mentioned in my obituary. Jason, <laughs> too. Any- <laughs> if you died from attending a, a Comic Con, I would make sure they commission a Funko Pop based on you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I know, like, and then at the funeral, right? The 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 Zoom funeral. My sister will probably say, "Told her so." <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, anyway, uh, that's my shout out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much for listening to another Manga Splaining. We really appreciated you being a part of this. And we'll be back next time with even more great manga. Thanks so much. This has been Manga Splaining Episode 36, Don Da Don by Yuki Nubutatsu. Thank you for listening. For our next episode, we'll be discussing the manga A Drunken Dream and Other Stories by Moto Hagio. Want to pick up a copy? Consider supporting your local comic book and manga specialty shop. Find one online near you at comicshoplocator.com. Or check out your local library for print and digital lending options. You can also follow along with our complete reading list at mangasplaining.com. Thanks to DADS for their musical accompaniment for this episode. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.